I went climbing with my ex-girlfriend. That's pretty That's gay. That's about the gayest thing you could possibly do. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, welcome back to Sextras, where we talk about sex and all the extras. I'm Honey. And I'm Maria. And today, in honour of Pride Month, we are going to talk all about the ultimatum queer love. Oh yeah. We're a little bit behind, like obviously this programme finished a couple of weeks ago, and obviously it's the last week of Pride Month, but we've been busy, so sorry about that but we do really want to talk about it and we have a lot to say so we're excited to get into it oh yeah do we want to give a little a little update and maybe like a pride pride theme update sure like what (laughs) (laughs) i don't know (laughs) do i have any updates i'm still celibate guys crazy crazy Have you done anything um, especially gay this month so far, honey? I went on a date with a girl last month, but it went really badly. (laughs) So I've just been moping about that. I see. So yeah, not a very um, not a very prideful month, I guess. (laughs) No, I went climbing with my ex-girlfriend. That's pretty gay. That's about the gayest thing you could possibly do. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and I've just been heavily using Hinge, so yeah, that's pretty much the vibe. Love Me? it. What are your What are your pride plans? Well, you're gonna come to London <laughs> finally. <No>. <laughs> this is the first time Maria will be back in London since she moved to Paris six months that's ago. That's not true. That's not true. W- right when I moved, I went back to London. Okay, twice. yeah. Twice. In the same month. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to be there. So basically, that's the that's the highlight. But what else? Yeah, obviously. And I want to go watch the parade and have a little drink, have a little dance, maybe go out after or like just see what the vibe is. Hang out with all my gay friends, basically, which is like every Love day it. of my life. But... <laughs> Just even more gay because it's pride. Yeah, pretty much. What about you? Love it. Well, it's Paris Pride tomorrow when we're recording this. And yeah, yeah so I'm going to go out with my friends. Not not the whole gay group or anything, but my lesbian friend and her girlfriend and then her gay friends. So it's going to be pretty gay. I think French gay nice. vibes. That's what it's going to be giving. Yes. <laughs> Love. Love French that. lesbian. That's that's the theme for tomorrow. I'm I'm excited. I, I'm quite curious to see like what Paris Pride is like compared to London Pride. But mm-hmm. I'm really excited. I kind of think it's going to hit like better. But wow. We'll see. And then obviously I'm going to London next weekend and I'm very excited because, you know, what I just realized, I was texting my friend about the Jap house because we're going to go see the Japanese house on Friday, the day before Pride. And it made me think of how when we met her when she did that, like, small show in Urban Outfitters, and I think it must have been for one of the releases of her EPs. That was right before Pride as well. So it was a Pride event. Yeah, yeah, I think she's like doing it on purpose. Like, I love it. I love this pride music vibes from Amber. So yeah, that's that's a gay thing that we're gonna do this pride. We're gonna go see the Japanese house. Yeah. Um, but anyway, no one cares about that. Also, so... <laughs> it's our three year. It's Sextra's third birthday. Oh yeah, that day she's growing up. She's a little <laughs> that... toddler. <laughs> oh my god, she is pretty big now. She is growing so fast. And so, yeah, we should probably celebrate that at some point. <laughs> Don't know when, but we'll figure it out. Yeah, those are kind of our pride plans. Let us know what your pride plans are, guys. And yeah. what you've been doing this pride month. 
again, if you want to come to Pride with us. <laughs> yeah, honestly, scan the some DM, like. We would genuinely. love to hang out with you. <laughs> if you're gay, just hit us up and we'll If you're there. not, then don't DM us. Don't DM us. <laughs> oh my God. No, DM us. I, I literally no, respond to that every DM. That was a joke. Please <laughs> yeah. DM us, guys. I'm unemployed. I don't have anything to do. Give me something to do. <laughs> okay anyway Um, moving on okay anyway yes should we get into the ultimatum queer love as it's called yeah let's get into it what were your thoughts on like the series as a whole okay well the series as a whole obviously love the ultimatum great tv just at the show like the concept but specifically the queer edition in comparison to the straight editions Mm-hmm. I found to be okay first of all actually usually in the straight edition couples like straight away I'm like oh my god like these are all so toxic like why what like none of them should get married but in this mm-hmm. one I didn't get that immediate feeling <laughs> right I feel I like, like the okay. toxicity the toxicity with queer relationships is way more like covert and like under oh. the radar No, 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 that's not to say that this season was not toxic, because I would actually go on to say that it was a lot more toxic than the straight ones. Not that I'm not going to make my whole analysis compared to the straight ones, but I just want to say, like, you know, just a little bit off the bat, like... Analysis. um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I don't want it to be just based on a comparison to heteronormativity. It can stand on its own. (laughs) Yeah, obviously. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I did find I liked the couples a little bit more straight away for some reason. And mm-hmm. but I did find that it was a lot more like I don't know, kind of like raw and like real in a weird way. Like everyone was like kind of a lot more woke. Mm-hmm. As in like they as in like emotionally intelligent and like knew how to talk about their feelings a bit more, but then there was like also horrific like toxicity and terrible communication going on at the same time. So it was like really confusing, you know, like it was a kind of like presented in a lot and a lot of the time like we're so like mature and like know what we're talking about and we're communicating and like yeah, being really immature about being really mature about like difficult feelings. But then at the same time, it was like so traumatic to watch, like, because there was just yeah. like so much like really deep shit going on and like really deep arguments. But like, that's what I mean. Like, it also felt like real in that way because it just really felt like, oh, wow, this is like a really deep argument that I'm like, or like deep discussion or like whatever that I'm listening in on right now. Yeah. I did think that as well. Like, the women are just so emotionally intelligent compared to the men. And like, I think it was way, they were way more likable because there were no men. Hot take from me. Who could have seen that coming? (laughs) But like, it did feel a lot more intense. And like, because it was more toxic, it felt like you were really like intruding. And Mm. I don't know, I found it really interesting seeing the dynamic of like a queer person who really 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 wants to get married and is like pro-marriage versus people who are like kind of on the fence you know like that they're queer but they still probably want to get married in future because like obviously I know that like we fought for gay marriage and like that's a huge victory and stuff but I never really think of marriage as like a queer institution like I never really Mm. meet queer people who are like super obsessed with marriage and like want to get married do you know what I mean yeah so I don't know I just found that really interesting of like how they justify it and like the reasons why they want to get married versus like the straight couples because I felt like a lot of the straight couples it was more just like okay this is something that we should do this is like the next inevitable step in our relationship and like if you don't want to commit to that then then that doesn't really mean that you want to be with me whereas with the queer couples I felt like it was more like if you don't want to get married I you you're not like committing to me for life and like it, we can't have that deep security and connection that we would have otherwise so I thought that was interesting yeah no true I did find I do think also because they were so like a lot older in these in this series I found it like 
a lot more believable and like not as angering. Like, you know, in the other in the straight one, there's like literally 23 year olds being like, I just like need to get married. It's like you don't. You, you yeah. you're a kid. You're literally a kid. Like, why are you like wanting to get married so badly that you have to like basically force someone to marry you? That's kind yeah. of like what my thought was. But because they're a bit older in this, I thought that that like worked a lot better. Like for instance, well, like, I mean Lexi was like 24 yeah yeah no apart from Lexi but everyone else was quite a lot older like wasn't Aussie like 41 or something yeah Aussie's like yeah a bit older I think kind of walks because like Loki like one of the least emotionally mature (laughs) T in my opinion sorry (laughs) I don't know the person oh yeah disclaimer disclaimer this is all based on like opinions watching the show we're like not well I personally I'm not really talking about them as though they're like complete full people like it's more like a character on a show I'm aware that like I don't know them personally and I don't know the true fact of every everything that happened like this is based on what I saw with my eyeballs on the Netflix show okay yeah (laughs) yeah no 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 that's a good disclaimer to do because I'm sure they're all lovely people and apart from Mildred obviously anyway who were your faves and who did you not really like and or like what love stories like whose story did you like and not yeah I really liked Mal and Yoli like right off the bat I thought they were like the most like secure in their relationship and they seemed very like they talked a lot of stuff through and I also thought that like Mal's reason for not wanting to get married was so valid and like yeah. I thought that that was a good insight into their relationship. I just want to clarify, like, if people haven't watched it, not that this would be that interesting if you haven't, but like Yoli and Mal, the situation Honey's talking about is Mal was coming into it, kind of being like, "I love you," and like, I just don't feel ready for marriage, and I'm not sure that I'm really the person that you love. Like, I don't know what's so special about me that you want to marry me because it kind of seems like you could love like a lot of people in that way. Which, yeah. like, then kind of ended up being true a little bit. Yeah. Like, I feel like she, like, fully showed her, yeah, this is why you, you were kind of right to have concerns. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, I really liked them a lot initially as well. And I thought that they were probably, like, yeah, one of the strongest, strongest couples. And just both of them, I liked them individually a lot as well. But that's also, like, the thing with this show is, like, the people that are the strongest couples I think like the whole premise of the show like just really rocks the boat like why would you put yourself in that situation if you already feel secure like maybe not secure enough to get married but like if you're just in a secure relationship like putting yourself in that position is like low-key kind of just like dooming it for failure don't you think because like one of the things I wrote was if you've been monogamous with your relationship up until the show suddenly just like watching your partner with someone else is really gonna fuck with your head like it's not something Mm. you can just like adjust to overnight Mm. and like being watched like recorded the whole time as well yeah but I do think that that's why maybe it was like a good test for them and their specific struggle because then it's like for Yoli it's like okay let me prove this to you you know (laughs) like Mm -hmm. what we have like I can't have with someone else and then for mal to be able to see that and like trust that and for her and herself also know like yeah she's the one that i want and like there's no one better i don't know i kind of like it it makes me think about like this whole like in love island there's this big controversy about like the test like having to be Mm -hmm. tested and i really don't know like what side i'm on like there's this whole idea of like okay if you like know that you like the person that you're with like why would you need someone else to come in to get tested like why do you need to entertain that if you're sure that you like the person but then also like yeah maybe you think you really like the person but like you just haven't really given anyone a chance so like then if you like get to know other people and then you're like oh yeah no i do like them the most like surely that's like even more reassuring in a way you know what i mean so I kind of see it both ways. Like, yeah, I kind of yeah. do think if you really like someone, like, you don't need to, like, go and, like, fuck around and find out if you do. But if, but at the same time, if you do, then you have, like, a way more informed choice on whether that's actually the person that you like. So I don't know. I kind of like the show from that perspective. Like, 
of this idea of like, yeah, I like really tried to see if I could be with, like, I'm not with you out of like settling. I'm with you because like I choose you and like you actually are the best fit for me. Yeah. But I also think it fully depends on the kind of person you are because like, I think it also depends like if you date to be with someone forever or you date someone to like grow with them as a person. And like, I also like personally think that you can have a connection with anyone if you put enough work in and so being put in a situation where you can cultivate those feelings for other people inevitably you are gonna feel some kind of way about them and then it's like okay well maybe I just like them better like right now and so maybe like I can see a future with them better right now or maybe not but then yeah I get what you mean it's like if you do come back to that person then it is like a testament to your relationship but I don't know if personally that would be true for me. No, same. But for instance, like Sander, that was the perfect test for them because like they literally fully went into the, like the whole experience being like, I need to marry you. And then Mm -hmm. like realized, oh no, like I basically had just been with this person for too long. Pretty much. I definitely could find something better out there. But I just Mm -hmm. thought that like we had such an amazing thing. Like that's kind of my perception of how it all ended up. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think sometimes you kind of do need to like fuck around and find out a bit. But I personally would not want to marry someone that needed to be convinced to marry me. (laughs) Myself and I. But so I would not go on the show from that standpoint. But I mean, yeah, I really like Sandra as well. But Loki, like, why wasn't she villainized more? <laughs> really? For what? I don't know. Not like villainized, but like, fine. She doesn't need to be villainized. Like, no one needs to be villainized. But Loki, if I saw the person that I'm like, fine. Vanessa needed to get a fucking hit in the face to realize that she was actually like really into Sandra and does want to marry them. And yeah, that's not okay. And I don't think like, and I think there's like a lot of questionable shit from Vanessa's side as well. But at the same time, she fully was just like having to watch her, the love of her life, fall in love with someone else and fully be like, oh yeah, like I love her. I'm in love with her. And like, just have to be okay with it and I don't know I just feel like she kind of like like I think Mal and Vanessa deserve a lot more sympathy from not only their partners but sort of the viewers as well I think I had a lot of sympathy for Mal but not for Vanessa because that's because she was like she came off so bad at the start yeah and I think because she really wanted to like stir the pot just because she came across like she was like acting the whole time and like really putting on a front. Mm. I feel like she was never like emotionally vulnerable enough for us to like really see that that was affecting her until the end. So like the whole way through, I was like rooting for Mal because Mal was like so open and so like this is how this makes me feel but like I also want what's best for you so I want you to like be able to explore that in your own time whereas Vanessa honestly fucking angel like angel mate Mal is like I'm sorry it's a bit creepy how like emotionally mature you're being right now like I didn't I got to a point to me that it was creepy like I was like care care more care more babe yes get angry (laughs) so like for Vanessa I just I never felt that like connection from her like I never really felt like she actually cared that Xander was falling in love with Yoli so it was like I didn't really pity her at all you know I pitied her but only because to me it kind of was like like I hated at the start for instance like the, the comment that I really just didn't like it was like they were having a conversation and someone was like oh but like did you ever really think that Xander would like anyone kind of thing and she's like mm. nah like And to me that like, and because she was being so flirty with everyone. So that's like clearly like a disregard almost for Sanders feelings. Like she's kind of like, yeah, I just want to have fun and like flirt with people. And like, I know that she'll just like come back to me either way. Like that's what I don't like about it. That to me, Vanessa came in like really like not like really confident that even if like, I'm, I'm sure that she in her mind thought that even if she says no at the end of this, she'll still take her back like I feel like that's kind of how she felt and then when she I felt bad for her because then she like was fully seeing this like not happening she was like 
like Sander was kind of like waking up and being like, yeah, maybe this isn't what's best for me. And she was kind of like, oh, I fucked it. Like, I think that at that moment, she really fully realized like how much she was actually losing. And yeah. it's really sad that it took to that point. But I think she genuinely had like so much love for Sander and like really did love her. But I feel like she's just she was just like a little bit of a selfish selfish person like she's like I can pinpoint like the kind of person that she is you know like she kind of reminds me of of me a little bit like (laughs) girl it's a red flag no in the terrible way like in the most terrible ways but as in like Mm. it's that girl that's like I just want everyone to think that I'm like the hottest person in the room Mm -hmm. and I like that Sandra's obsessed with me, but like, I know that I don't like her as much. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like you, everyone knows that kind of person that they have met that person. So yeah. I don't know. She was giving me that. So I did feel bad for her because I think she, she fully was like, oh, okay, I fucked it. Like she kind of realized how much she fucked up. And I think it was kind of nice to see how I thought that she was kind of like realizing like oh okay I really did take her for granted for like a long time like and I oh my god the moments like when they when Sander and her were having their time together like at the end and she kept being like I'm just like waiting to have the old Sander bag and it's like what like the girl that's like puppy dog like obsessed with you that's that's what you want like yeah like fully I don't know like to me I didn't like that because Sandra was clearly expressing like growth and like liking like the person that they were growing into and becoming and like Mm -hmm. the growth that they were making on the show and she was very much like oh no like the old Sandra and it's like no babe (laughs) like and you and she you clearly didn't like the old Sandra that much because you didn't want to marry her so like yeah and you know. just were like so disrespectful towards her. Like, yeah. I don't know. I just thought Vanessa was like narcissist vibes. And that was like, yeah, just such a red sure. flag to me. But when, um, when her dad was kind of like calling her out for that, oh, like being like, yeah. yeah, I think you just got scared because you saw that, like, that you could potentially actually lose this person. So now that that's made you be like, okay, yeah, I'll marry you. Rather yeah. Than, and like, I, but I think actually wanting marriage. I think that is like the plus of an ultimatum. Like you don't really know what you've got until it's gone. To quote Miss That's true. Swift, that is kind of true. And Loki, I feel like sometimes you do have to lose shit to like realize how much you, <laughs> you know, like I feel like we all take shit for granted all the time. But obviously, yeah, it's not good to do that to people. I think as well, Xander like really challenged the kind of person that Vanessa was. Like, and I think in the scenes where you saw them together, like just them, it definitely seemed like Vanessa was much more grounded and like a different person. Whereas I don't think Vanessa really challenged Xander in the same way or like in a good way. Mm-hmm. Like, I felt like it was very much like that push and pull of what you're saying. Like, I just want her attention rather than like, I actually want you to like grow and improve. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, but me, Loki, I didn't like love Yoli and Sander only because I don't know if I just saw them independently as a couple, whether I would like it, but I just like I couldn't watch any of those couples without being like, it's just so horrible for the other people. Like, I just can't enjoy it. Like, it makes me just very uncomfortable and like, I don't like it, but. I mean, yeah, they were kind of cute, but I also thought that it was so ridiculous to, like, fall in love like that. Like, ugh. like, babes, how can you be, like, genuine? Like, for Xander, like, babes, how can you genuinely leave someone for someone that you've known for three weeks? Yeah, but it just clearly wasn't right. Yeah, no, I'm, I don't think she should have stayed it. with Vanessa at all, like, 100%. Like, I think, like, definitely leave Vanessa but don't like go like uh, with Yoli and then be like I choose you and then like Yoli is like literally fully engaged and she's like yeah should we sneak off together like I hate it it's like I don't know I thought that in a lot of moments like they were like they were portrayed or like a lot of the like thoughts of the people is like Oh, like love them so much and like they were so like mature and honest but I don't think they were honest at all like 
Well, no, not honest at all. Like, to be fair, they did, like, I'm sure it's very hard to tell your partner, like, and then we did this and then we did this. Like, I'm sure that it wasn't, like, even a lot of the stuff that was left out wasn't even, like, on purpose. But, for instance, like, imagine being Mal and, like, you're watching that bag. That's literally, like, right after she just said yes to marrying you. Like, what the fuck? Like, no, that's yeah. so not cool. I don't know. I just felt really icky about it. And, like, just really, I just feel so iffy about this, like, three weeks thing. Because it's like, yeah, you're living with them. And I get that that is a bit more of a real experience. But it's just not a real experience. And, like, of course you're going to have, like, an amazing three weeks with this person. Because you just met them. Like, you, do, you don't know them. Like, you don't, you, I don't know. I just feel like you you need to spend, like, enough time with someone to, like, see what's annoying about them and what you like really don't like about them and I really appreciate that they were having like really like open and honest conversations that I'm sure that couples that have literally been together for years have never had and I'm not like discrediting that I'm sure that there is so much like value to the like the times that they did have and like a lot can happen in that time I'm I'm sure but I don't know I don't know I just feel like it's so unrealistic because it's like you're giving this person the grace of like having like you're like living with them in the honeymoon period you don't know what it's like to like go through hardship with them and that's why you like fucking hate this person and then when not hate but like and then when they go back to their couples and they're just arguing and shit and it's like because we are going through a traumatic experience in our relationship like obviously the i i feel like it's very obvious that the three weeks with like your original partner are gonna be a lot worse than the three weeks with that random person because it's like yeah we're like discussing deep shit like it's like a really like hard conversation after hard conversation and like arguments that we're going to be having because we're trying to decide something really difficult together like yeah and there's more on the line (laughs) exactly so I don't know to me it's just like it's a dumb decision and like it's really unrealistic and that's why it makes me mad like I, that's why I don't really support Xander and Yoli, but I, I guess nothing against them, like, I don't know. What do you think about know. the whole, like, dishonesty oh, dishonesty narrative that came out with Mal and Yoli in the reunion? Do you think that was fair? I mean, I felt like a lot of the stuff that Mal saw, it was just probably, like, hard to see because I did feel like there wasn't that much hidden like at the end of the day she she told her that she, they were like she was in love with her so like mm-hmm. you know anything in between that I'd pretty much just assume me myself and I but like I understand that seeing it would be so difficult and to be honest because of the way that Mal was being like so open and like really genuinely seemed like I want to like understand this and like I want you to to have like make the best decision for yourself so like not from like a selfish standpoint really from like a curiosity standpoint I feel like then for Yoli to like not fully communicate when that's clearly what like Mal was wanting is a bit unfair because yeah I don't know I feel like Mal gave her like a lot of opportunity and if she didn't feel like she was like she got the full truth then like who am I to say that she did you know like I don't know because I we also don't know what happened that we didn't see and also like yeah again I can also very much imagine that it's one thing someone telling you something and another like actually seeing your girlfriend like full-on flirt with someone as though they're like together like the fuck you know that would be like so horrible to watch and like I'm sure like a lot more real and traumatic more exaggerated than even the interaction was you know what I mean so Mm. I don't know I I'm not like oh Mal was wrong for that I'm fully behind Mal Loki like yeah I'm not a Yoli fan Loki was never a Yoli fan and never will be so I feel so like neutral about her because you know why I don't think I am because um, Xander I understood it I understood her like really gravitating towards someone else that wasn't Vanessa but Yoli I was mad because I was like this is literally what 
Mal was saying at the start that she was like yeah. worried about and you're just proving her right and acting like you're like so like within your right not that she's not within her right like obviously they they all went on that experience knowing what was gonna happen but as in like oh I don't know I just did not like it like there's no need for Yoli to me there was no need for her to like yeah. go for Sander at all like and there was and also because Mal was like so willing to like grow in the relationship like you know you're like putting yourself on the line because like to go on this show in the first place because you're like I love this person so much that like I want to row with them enough to a point where I feel ready to marry them whereas mm. like with Xander Vanessa was just like well no I just don't want to get married and that's just like automatically just putting a a barrier up to like where they can even grow to and like Vanessa even said that she just saw her as like a friend like a best friend and she's like but I think I can have that like sexual connection with anyone and it's like okay so you don't want to be in a relationship like you don't want to get married and like I don't think you really want to be seen for like who you truly are by someone else that like intimately because you like well I don't know maybe towards the end she did to be fair but like but but honestly, maybe not even because, like, I don't know, no, this is, like, nothing against plastic surgery, but just, like, on top of everything else, like, the fact that she had all that plastic surgery in the reunion just made me feel like, okay, she actually just doesn't want to be herself, Loki. I feel like she just wants to, like, adapt into whatever kind of suits her at the time. And I think her dad also sees that in her. And I found it so interesting how we didn't meet any of her friends or anything. And like everyone on the show was just like really against her. And I think that says a lot about the kind of person that she is. With even like Love is Blind, remember like Shake, everyone hated him. It's like, I feel like that just speaks volumes to the kind of person that someone is. Yeah, no, I so. see that. But I also, I did not like how everyone... I kind of, like, Loki felt like she was being bullied a bit on the show. Like, I kind of didn't like it. It made me feel really uncomfortable. Like, specifically in that scene where, like, they're, like, all at that gathering. And then people come up to her to, like, speak to her. And then, or, like, she goes up to someone to speak to them. And everyone just walks away from her. Like, are you fucking for real? Like, I would cry yeah. on the spot if someone did that to me. Like, that's awful. Like, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't fully really, like, agree with what she was doing but in at the end of the day I kind of just feel sorry for her because as kind of what you were saying before like she clearly doesn't want to see someone like someone to see her that fully you know yeah it's very like shallow and it's very like and I don't know that's why I felt so, like that's kind of why I feel sorry for her because it is really not even that she wanted to be with Sander it's like I just can't like I don't want to be alone like I I don't want to lose this person that gives me the validation that I need to survive almost do you know what I mean I don't know I feel like I'm really not a, as big a fan as, of Sander and as everyone is and like not as much of a Vanessa hater as everyone else but I love Xander yeah I don't want to be like oh I'm so different but I'm so different I love her literally so much I asked her to come on Sextras, but she didn't respond. So, Zandra, if you're listening, please. I love you. I want to talk to you. <laughs> anyway. Okay, should we move on to the other two couples? Yeah, more like couples. Okay, I really, now. really want to talk about Lexi and Ray. Yeah, I hate Lexi. Okay. To me, Lexi I is hate- like one of the worst pe- people on the whole show. I agree. Like, Lexi is for sure the worst like because she comes across as so mature and like from this high horse of like Mm -hmm. I'm just so much better and like I hate Vanessa I thought the way that she treated Vanessa was fucked up and the way that she treated Ray was fucked up like she was so rude and like condescending and like treated her like she was inferior and incapable of making like any decisions for herself whereas she was Mm. like I'm just like mature and it's like bestie you're literally 24 like you're like a year older than me and like the way she presented herself on the show versus have you stalked her Instagram uh I've not stalked but I have seen quite a lot of her TikToks like that is not at all how she came across on the show so I'm like and obviously like social media is not who you really are but it's just like 
I did not get that vibe from her at all, which makes me think that she was just really judging other people for wanting to get famous when she clearly wants to be famous herself. Yeah, yeah, And, like, she didn't really talk about any of her aspirations in life other than wanting to get married. Yeah, I also really did not get why she was in such a rush. Like, I understand, like, yeah, you want someone that's going to choose me, like, or whatever. But if, like, Ray was fully being like, I'm just not sure this is something that I want. It's like, why would you then, like, force them to do it? Like, why not just wait it out? Like, nothing's going to happen, babes. Like, yeah, nothing is going to happen. I don't know. I just did not like her. And, like, literally, you know what just did it for me? That I was like, wow, I could just, we could never get along. Like, that fucking dinner when that she has with her parents and ray when she's back and the and she literally like okay guys i'm sorry imagine 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 that you are okay you cheated cheated okay loosed loosely cheated because in a way they were actually fully allowed to do what was done so there was actually no cheating involved it was just let's say you did something sexual with someone that wasn't your partner and then your partner fully goes in at you at a dinner with their parents describing how you were like fingering someone else like imagine that just like i'd actually rather die i would actually rather die i'd break out with them right then and there like the way that she treated her was so disrespectful and like i have nothing against ray i think she's like fine but I also, I think it says so much about Lexi that, like, she was with Ray because I feel like Ray is a very passive person. Or at least, like, this is obviously just how she came across on the show. Like, she just seems very, like, passive and, like, she'll just go along with whatever. And I feel like Lexi really took advantage of that in a way, but also made her feel really shit about it. And that is so toxic. Like, to me, that is Mm. so much more toxic than any other dynamic on the show. I just hate Lexi. I think she's so just like manipulative and so fucked up. Let me read you some of the notes that I wrote about her. I think she's more in love with the idea of marriage than like actually finding someone to be with. I think it's a control thing to be able to be in love and to be in a relationship means you risk losing someone and you can't force them to like commit to you for life. Like I think she was so controlling and obsessed with you need to commit to me. And like this just means that like you don't like me basically. Wait, that's kind of an interesting thought of like okay where is the line because i feel like people should you know ask for what they want ask for what they need everyone deserves what they want and need so like you know is lexi like super wrong for being like this is what i want and this is what i need and this is what i deserve and like so if you want to be with me you have to give me these things no i don't think she's wrong for that but i don't think she actually wants the like love that comes with marriage like I think she just wants like the marriage itself like what marriage represents without actually building up to get to that point yeah I guess I'm not really talking about specifically Ray and Lexi I'm just talking about like as a concept like you know like when is too much because then it's like okay yeah you can state what you want and like what you need and then if that person's not giving you that like whose responsibility is it almost do you know what I mean like is it the person the other person's to be like I don't think I can give you that, so let's just, like, leave it there. Or the person that's, like, saying their wants and needs, like, being like, okay, you can't give me that, so let's leave it there. Like, that's kind of interesting. Well, I think it's, yeah, I think it's the balance. I really think it's a balance. Because then also, like, fine if someone can't give that to you, but then doesn't that kind of, like, because in the way that kind of encourages to me, then, like, don't, don't phrase your wants and needs, you know? yeah and it's also like how much of your wants can you expect someone else exactly fulfill without without it like being compromising to them or just like asking for too much because like you kind of do need to compromise so it's like if 50 percent of your needs are being met then can you really be upset about the other 50 percent of your needs not being met or like you know, I think everyone has their own definition of, like, how much. So, like, I think Yoli said that thing about, like, 99% right is, like, 100% wrong. So it's, like, okay, clearly for her, having 99% of your needs fulfilled 
with the that one percent not being filled is like not enough whereas mm. like for other people it might be more flexible true but i think it just depends on like the weight of like the things that aren't being fulfilled and like how much those actually matter to you because if it's marriage and that's a make or break to you and like all the everyday things are fine but like this one long-term thing isn't fine then like yeah i guess like why are you dating them because it's always going to be a problem yeah what what else have you written about lexi back to her I said I think Lexi thinks that Ray is like a weak link like the way that she was like talking about her and like the whole way she was getting really riled up about how Vanessa was targeting Ray I felt like she just thought that like Ray was a really weak person who was like incapable of standing up for herself Mm -hmm. or like making her own decisions and like that was just giving me such bad manipulator vibes and like she said I have to understand why she trusted you enough to let you trust her or like she maybe that wasn't exactly what she said but she was basically talking about why Vanessa honed in on Ray and I felt like it was so purity culture the whole way she was talking about the way that they had sex and mm. like really slut shaming Ray in a way. And Ray, Ray just kept saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Like, I don't know what more you want me to say. Like, I'm sorry, I've said I'm sorry and there's nothing else I can really do. And she just clearly wasn't satisfied with that and was like really blaming Vanessa. And I don't know, I was just really against that whole whole thing. Yeah, I I didn't like how she didn't think that there was a possibility for Ray to form a connection with someone else when like she was the one that wanted them to go on this experience and she also formed a connection with Mal. Yeah, that was one of the most fucking hypocritical things. She was fully like with Mal, like, oh yeah, like if we got married, like I see us getting married. Like they were telling each other that kind of shit and then she's getting all, like fine. I'm not saying that like fingering someone is okay. I'm just saying that surely the fingering is not that much worse than you fully being like, oh yeah, I see myself marrying you. Like what? Yeah. What do you mean queen? Like you have not been as faithful as you're pretending to be. No, no. And it's because like if Ray, I bet if Ray watched that, she wouldn't like make as big of a, fuss about it as Lexi did about the whole fingering thing and that's what I was just like the power dynamics are just like clearly so off balance here and then like if you look at both their Instagrams now like Ray's like party animal like living her best queer life surrounded by all her friends whereas I really did not get that sense from her in the show so I'm thinking like that was toxic I would and I also feel like we didn't get enough backstory about their relationship like I wish we knew more about how they like got together and stuff like yeah so true like you're just thrown into the experiment and it's like I know I want like, like a full kind of story foreplay. time exactly like I need yeah. a full story time on everyone like a debrief I need that yeah. producers next season do that well I wish they released an extended cut as well like this is my one wish for the show please and for love is blind like in the pods they just brush over it all so quickly like I want an extended cut of the dates and an so extended true. cut yeah. of the dates with like the people they end up with in the ultimatum and like an extended cut of like the conversations they have with their actual partner it's just never enough like it's so it's it's over too quickly i want to know it all i so agree like give me all that footage like you think you think you need to cut it down to an hour but you don't babes i will watch three hours i will i will if it was every night i would watch three hours like i need to know yeah, like, well, honey, you know, know. What, what's available out there? Love Island. I don't want to watch Love Island. <laughs> really good this year, but whatever. Anyway, oh. I, won't, I won't try to convince you. Anyway, should we give our thoughts on Ozzy and Sam? Yeah, and then we have Mal and Tiff as well. So, okay, Ozzy and Sam. I just, I'm like, Ozzy, baby, like, get some therapy. <laughs> Yeah, I was really surprised that they ended up together. Like, I oh. really, really did. I really thought that Sam was going to say no. Actually, yeah. I didn't think that Aussie was going to propose at all in the first place. Like, I really didn't I think just, so. I don't know how they can, like, they're still together. So, like, good for them, yeah. you know. But it's like, 
I, I guess they they must be good f- like or at least Sam must be good for Ozzy and like maybe that's just what works for them but like the fact that Ozzy just could not have a single conversation without shutting down I get being avoidant but that is just a whole other level like that's like fight or flight PTSD kind of vibes like something really traumatic must have happened in her childhood because yeah like that's just a whole other level and I just don't get how someone is emotionally intelligent and like grounded and secure and patient and lovely as Sam can put up with that every day like I just cannot understand it Mm. I just don't get how it works I really just don't understand it maybe it's because she like you know understands where it's coming from like gets that Aussie's like a good person deep down it's just like they don't know how to deal with emotions necessarily that well and like yeah I don't know but I personally like out of everyone I think I would have least wanted to spend three weeks with Aussie me myself and I because I just oh my god I would cry every day like I can't deal with someone walking away like that every time I try to have a conversation with them like the anxious in me could never yeah and that's the thing with Tiff and Mildred is like okay they clearly have like an anxious avoidant dynamic but they've kind of not really sorted that out Mildred doesn't understand when Tiff needs space it's not a personal attack on her it's like just Tiff shutting down whereas with Mildred with Ozzy and Sam like Sam is clearly secure enough that Ozzy needing space doesn't really affect her but I also think there's Mm -hmm. like that fine line of like should you have to put up with that and I think that's like a lot of what gets talked about with like avoidant attachment styles is like the anxious person has to or like the secure person has to cater to the avoidant person's needs and I think that that gets like really villainized. So I think that's also like something that was missing from the conversation around like Ozzy and Sam was like, okay, Sam just has to like bend to everything Ozzy does. But it's like, you don't understand that that is literally what they need. It's not them just being a dick. That's just like how they're wired. And so you kind of have to like be able to meet in the middle. And I do think Ozzy and Sam have that to an extent. And I think yeah like you're saying Sam probably does understand her enough whereas Mildred clearly doesn't understand Tiff enough was like toxic as fuck didn't want to put in the time to like understand or like really compromise in any way she just wanted everything to kind of like be her way and yeah yeah, it was just really fucked up and like obviously gaslit Ozzy so much yeah I honestly like don't even have that many thoughts on Tiff and Mildred because from the start I was like this is so dumb like just break up like why are they together yeah and like didn't they say like they literally break up like once a day like babes just leave it then like just leave it there I don't know like obviously it's a lot more complicated because you know like everything that happened at the reunion and like how Mildred said how she had been arrested for domestic abuse and all of the stuff that sort of came out yeah. and like clearly it's like quite a complicated situation it's not just like black and white but at the same time Mildred Queen go to therapy yeah and ugh, I thought it was so classic that Mildred and Ozzy chose each other like of course they did of that, course wow honestly of course like those attachment styles working magic <laughs> Like working overtime <laughs> to try yeah. and get into that toxic cycle because it's like it just could not be more of a recipe for disaster. And then, yeah, like poor Tiff just clearly deserves so much better and like has a lot of work to do anyway. But ugh, I don't know. Anyway, I think it's it's just such a good character insight. Like it's so... it's such a good show but yeah I do agree I think this year felt a lot more like raw and like personal and like this is real people's shit that like we're witnessing Mm. right now and they're really like unpacking it and really affecting them I don't know would you go on the ultimatum I mean I'd go on it like to know what it's like but I wouldn't go on it because I don't like I don't need I'm not ready to set an ultimatum and I would not want to get one so I don't know about that but I don't know I think it I think it's like a quite an interesting premise not the ultimatum part just the other bit (laughs) the 
dating other people and trying to grow from that kind of vibe i don't know i think that's quite interesting it was also just such a queer premise like the fact that they're all dating each other's exes like i feel like on the straight (laughs) version it wasn't so much like incest you know what i mean or like crossover yeah because because in this one as well like you know like some of the people were like friends with the people that their girlfriends were now dating or whatever so i don't know that was quite funny but i really enjoyed it and i hope they do more like queer editions of other shows and like even more of this loved it need it yeah could have so much more of it i hope they do a queer love is blind i don't know how it would work but they should it would be so good they should do like a uh, queer lovers blind all pansexual people yeah and then you'd, like you they do so like a voice distortion and you don't even know <laughs> like no that would be so no good. gender and they should do like a gay male ultimatum because like mm. how does that work like i want to know I really want to know. I I kind of only want to see queer dating shows from now on. Like normal ones are just so I find them so boring and like heteronormative. Like I'll still eat it up, but it's like always the same narrative and always the same kinds of couples. But maybe that's just me being heterophobic. I find it interesting to like see a bit of the male perspective. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, so how do true. they? Oh my god! I was see dating. How do they approach? Shit? Yeah. I was saying to my friend the other day, like, I have one straight male friend and he tells me, like, everything about his sex life. And I'm like, he's my token straight male friend. So I can get, like, all the straight male dating tea. So I actually get insight into their psyche because otherwise I just have no idea, like, what's going on there. Anyway, if you've made it through this whole episode without watching The Ultimatum Queer Love, don't know why you would listen but you should go watch the show because it's excellent and also watch every ultimatum and love is blind because i genuinely think it's like the best reality tv ever like it's just so good but yeah you can go watch it on netflix we're gonna do free promo for netflix apparently and if you want to find more of us you can find us on instagram tiktok and facebook at sextress podcast or our website www.sextresspodcast.com maybe i'll post all our notes again on our instagram like i did with love is blind mine is so unhinged but yeah if you want to see that and you can go subscribe to our patreon if you want to watch this video we'll link it in the description and we will be back with more episodes and stuff and mini series soon so let us know if there's anything you want to see or hear and happy pride month guys happy pride and happy month. third birthday to our little baby oh yeah go leave her a little review wherever you listen to your podcast as a present please do much appreciated but yeah other than that guys we will see you next time bye you've been listening to sextras presented by honey jane wyatt and maria jose hayo produced by mabel productions (laughs) 